Welcome to a special Sunday edition of On Texas Football. Uh, the Longhorns uh, win a national championship in volleyball. And Justin Wells of Inside Texas was at the uh, state championships up in Jerry World. We're going to talk a little bit of it all uh, today. Let's start with the women's uh, volleyball team. Uh, Texas winning the national championship last night up in Omaha, Omaha uh, beating Louisville 25-22, 25-14, and then 26-24 uh, behind a standout performance from Logan Eggleston, uh, Madison Skinner, uh, and Asia O'Neill, uh, as well as a back row uh, and setter that uh, I thought played as well as any have played during their time at Texas. It was an in incredible overall performance for them. It's Texas's third NCAA championship uh, for uh, volleyball. Uh, and uh, Jarrett Elliott and the, and the women had a great uh, celebration afterwards. Uh, terrific game uh, for them. Elliot going so far as to saying, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a statue of Logan Eggleston uh, or on some part of campus. Uh, she may go down as one of the greatest athletes in the University of Texas uh, Women's Athletic Department history, uh, a uh, national player of the year, a national champion uh, as well. So congrats to the ladies. It was a very exciting hey. game. I got to be honest, uh, Justin. I was busy going back and forth between uh, the volleyball match and uh, uh, and the uh, uh, football games yesterday. Uh, a lot of fun up in Jerry World. I'm sure you had it as well. Uh, what were your overall takeaways from uh, the uh, the weekend in Jerry World? I have to interject this one comment about Texas winning the national championship of volleyball. When your head coach is dropping f bombs at the end of the game, buddy. You got the right guy. You got the right guy. You got you, you forgot the best part. I, I thought that was fantastic. But no, yeah, I, I didn't get to see as much of that. Obviously, um, up in Arlington for, for the Texas State Championships, it's it's like an early Christmas for guys like me. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the overall vibe was, I mean, just game after game, crowd after crowd. The fact that South Dallas had three had three schools around there, it was huge. Um, this is this is a big deal, you know, to, the, to 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 that region especially, and the fact that you had guys like Jason Todd and Claude Mathis and Reginald Samples winning a winning a state championship all together, especially Coach Mathis and Coach Samples, who I've known for a while, and and I'm so happy for those guys to to accomplish that. And then on the other hand, you know, the Texas Longhorns, the guys that are committed to Texas, they put on a show, Bobby. You know, I was, you know, it was one of those things where the content wrote itself. Like th these guys were fantastic, and and it was really cool because Texas has such a strong vibe right now in the recruiting world. You, you talk to coaches, you talk to you know recruiters, you talk to players. I'm telling you that there's a there, there's something going down in Austin, and these kids are really really excited. And so at the end of the day, um, just another fantastic event, uh, top to bottom. Some really good games, a handful of blowouts, just massacres. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it, it was the way Texas does it. High school football, they do it big. All right. All right. Great. That's great stuff, Justin. I appreciate that. Um, and I think giving it context is always important as a, as a weekend as a whole, as, in, as opposed to just in particular games. But I do want to talk about some particular games. I want to start, and we're just going to go 4A and up. I'm not trying to diminish a – 3A state champions and below. Uh, but the 4A guys and up tended to have 
uh, some guys that Texas, uh, University of Texas, was e they were either committed to or interested in uh, overall. Uh, and so let's start with China Spring beating Bernie 24-21 uh, on a last-minute field goal in the 4A Division I uh, final. Uh, I believe Texas has a baseball player that's committed that, that was on the winning end of that. Not a lot of prospects in this game, but it was a really good game. You know, Bernie goes up 21 to nothing in the first half. They kind of they come up, they come out strong, blow the doors off of China Spring. China Spring got a late score right before half, right before, or, or it's either that or right before right beginning of the third. And it was a it was a good little momentum boost going into halftime. China Spring went 24 unanswered. They they just reeled it off. If Bernie owned the first half, China Spring owned the second half. They won it on a game-winning field goal. The second Game-winning field goal of the uh, of the weekend. Franklin did the same thing. They won, they won another state title doing the same thing. Um, not a lot of prospects. Dean Hanna, tw class of 2025, is actually a Texas commit uh, for catcher in baseball. He's one of the better catchers in the country. Um, they got they got a great baseball program down there in China in both schools. And yeah. uh, but but right now the, the coolest part of that was a game-winning field goal for the state championship down 21 to nothing. Uh, that's the beauty of these games. One one school looks like they're about to blow you out, and then all of a sudden, uh, you come fighting back. And I think that was the the, the essence of China Spring and Bernie. All right, uh, moving up to four A Division Two, uh, guy that as uh, no stranger to state championships, Scott Surratt at Carthage. Uh, they 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 beat the doors uh, off of uh, uh, everyone. Uh, both teams <laughs> hey, both teams entered that game, Justin, fifteen and zero. Carthage yeah. was having none of it. And to be fair, I thought Carthage was more talented than Wimberley. And, and uh, you know, you can say a lot about coaching and, and Surratt is definitely that, but he's got some players too. Yeah. Yeah. Both teams entered 15 and, and O, but here's the thing. Only one came from East Texas. <laughs> and, and don't get you're it. Su you're such a homer for East Texas. Hey, don't get it twisted. Hey, David, <laughs> Carthage was great. And here's the thing about Carthage. You know, usually they've got a handful of, of, of prospects year after year. And they do. They do this year, too. Don't, don't, don't. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they're, some of their best talent is actually the underclassmen. They've got some cats coming up underneath that are really good. Uh, give, give, guys, folks, give folks a couple names that, that you're watching that you thought played well, et cetera. Freshman running back K.J. Edwards. Um like 10 minutes after getting the state championship gold medal, Texas Tech comes through with his first offer. Um, and this is a kid that started the season on the JV. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, Carthage would get big leads all season long. And when they did, they brought in two guys, Jet Surratt at quarterback and KJ Edwards at tailback. Jet Surratt's the younger, is the son of, of Scott. What a incredible kid. I mean, incredible baseball player, great football player, <laughs> and a potential pro golfer. Like, this kid is, is loaded. They've got so much good young talent. KJ Edwards is the one you really want to watch. Um, 
and, 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 and not, not, you know, Carthage did this without their best player. Montreal Hatton, wide receiver, commit Oregon State, he, he busted his ankle a couple weeks ago, and, and he couldn't go through pre – he went through pregame, and he just – he wasn't a go. They did that without him. Um, their two best – the two most productive players, Connor Cuff and, and Noah Patty, are both D1 commits for baseball. Patty's going to play baseball at, at Texas A&M. Uh, Connor Cuff is a Division One quarterback, Bobby. He can play quarterback Division One. I have zero doubt about that. He's going to play baseball at University of Lafayette instead. Um, but the guy to watch is, is got is is definitely um, KJ Edwards. He he is he is lightning in a bottle, Bobby. He is a guy that just he gets about 120 yards a game in that fourth quarter mop up role. He's he's that. And listen, they've got other tailbacks ahead of him. Lorandian Dowden is another. 2020 is a 2024 running back that you want to look at. You want to keep on the radio. They have a DB in Kedrick Harper who's uh, talking to Arizona State. He's talking to a, a few other schools. Uh, that they've got kids everywhere, and and I think, but their strength is definitely in their youth. Uh, th- that bunch is is going to be continue to to do what they do and just maul people. But if I'm a Texas fan, KJ Edwards is the guy that I'm I'm paying attention to. Um, I, I know for a fact the Texas staff knows about him already. Uh, but it's just so early right now, uh, and, and, and I, w- I wouldn't anticipate much happening over the next year or so. But when you see Carthage return to the state championship next year, when you see them win it again next year, uh, it's going to be behind Dowden and, and K.J. Edwards, both those tailbacks, just because they're just absolutely fantastic. And Jet Surratt's going to be the quarterback of the future for the Bulldogs. I, I got to be honest with you. They're going to be chasing uh, Alito probably again. Uh, yeah. Moving up to the 5A Division One, Alito defeats College Station 52 to 14. It's the uh, Alito's 10th state championship in the last 15 years. I mean, just incredible for the school just south there of, uh, of Fort Worth. Um, 11th state championship overall. Uh, a lot of players on, on that side of the field. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about Alito. By the way, former Alito player JoJo Earl. Uh, who I saw in the state championship game, as I'm sure you did a couple of years back, had gone to Alabama. He is now committed to TCU. He did that either Saturday or Friday afternoon. I can't remember. But tell us a little bit about the Alito College Station game and players you were watching. Yeah, that that game, going into that game, Bobby, that was the, ah, Longview should have been here game. <laughs> Longview was the number one ranked team last this whole season. Alito upset them last, last week in a big, big, big game, 17 to 14. I think people took Alito for granted this year, Bobby. They started 0-2, and I think people thought, well, they're not the Alito of the past, and I think it pissed a lot of kids off. Uh, th- they played incredible. That that team actually was so much – that's the, the the essence of a team being better at the end rather than the beginning of the who, year. Who are some of the key players on that team that you think Texas fans need to be aware of? Well, one one in particular is Jaden Allen, the 2024 DB, who happens to be committed to Texas. He led the defense in tackles yesterday, Bobby. He had five tackles. He had a pass breakup. They didn't really go his way very much. Uh, he, he was fantastic. He's the little brother of Texas safety, B.J. Allen, who also has rings. And so it, it, it's a family affair around there. And then I get to bump into Jonathan Gray, who's a, a coach on the staff at Alito. He's doing great things. I, I caught up with his dad, Mr. Gray. He was there as well. I actually got a picture of him and Fozzie Whitaker and Barrett Matthews. It was like a hook'em affair. 
at AT&T Stadium. A, a lot of a lot of good vibes. Um, Devon Keys is a kid that I think Texas. I feel like Texas might offer over the next twelve months. Uh, they know they, they fully know about him. He's already taken visits uh, to UT. Uh, he's he's been on the radar for a while. He he's a kid that he he's not undersized, but he, his role in in high school is going to be different than his projection in college. Uh, granted, he does play linebacker at Alito too, but he's also their, one of their main running backs. He he's got that inside linebacker type traits. He's got some Jalen Ford to his game, kind of similar body, similar frame. Um, Keys is a kid that that you really want to watch, and I'll give you some schools. Look, LSU loves him. The L- LSU might lead for him right now. Uh, Penn State's on him. Oklahoma State's on him. Uh, he he he's a special kid, and, and he's probably uh, the 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 quiet leader of that team. And at the end of the day, I, I do see Texas and Keys. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see an offer go out, especially when they they go into deeper into the 2024 linebacker evals in state. Um, I, I could see him doing that. Uh, but Jaden Allen was, was was terrific. I know Jaden well. He 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 wants a ring. When you go to Alito, you grow up wanting one. That's that's just how it goes. And so <laughs> right. let's, they, let's it was in Jaden Allen's wheelhouse to get that in. And then he told me he could make a visit to Texas potentially today or in, in the next month. Got it. Uh, that's that's great. Uh, defensive back, wide receiver type. Uh, Texas recruited him as a defensive back, correct? Or- He's a DB. Yep. He's not a receiver. He's a yep. DB. Got it. All right. Um, Let's go to 5A Division II. Uh, this is the start of the South Dallas uh, posse, I guess, is the best way to put it. Uh, South Oak Cliff uh, defeated uh, Port Nature's Groves. You mentioned uh, there, Justin, about uh, uh, folks being on the sideline at the game that had Texas ties. Roshan Johnson made it to AT&T Stadium uh, to watch his alma mater, uh, Port Nature's, uh, come out on the, the bottom end of this stick. Uh, but really, uh, South Oak Cliff, it was more just a war of attrition, I thought. They just kept pounding away and pounding away uh, to beat uh, Port Natchez Groves to go back-to-back as state champions. Uh, Malik Muhammad had a touchdown interception TD return uh, to put uh, South Oak Cliff up by two scores. It was really one of the uh, key plays in the game. Uh, and then Billy Walton, I saw, had a sack. I think either in the late third or early fourth quarter that kind of put uh, Natchez Groves uh, behind the sticks quite a bit. So uh, tell us what you saw there. Those two are not the only uh, prospects uh, in that game because there were quite a lot. I think I thought Port Natchez Groves had a good offensive line too. So uh, what were your, what were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I got to see Rashawn. He's actually been the last three games for, for PNG. He, he, he's the, if you think he's a big, you know, selfless Texas guy, <laughs> he's the same way for his Indian family. He loves that group. Um, yeah, PNG's probably a year or two away. They got some really good young guys. I like Cole Crippen. He, he plays quarterback, but he's probably a tight end, potentially an outside linebacker edge at the next level, about 6'3". He's a tall drink of water, but he's still skinny. He's got some athleticism. But the talent, the and PNG's got some some younger offensive linemen as well, Bobby. But the, the talent was on the other sideline. Um, South Oak Cliff, in my opinion, was was so much more top heavy. The only reason I think that game was close is one, PNG was very well coached. But two, South Oak Cliff was just making a lot of mistakes early. They they, they almost shot their entire foot off. I believe they probably left the game with one toe. But that's <laughs> all that hey, that's all they needed because top to bottom they were uh, they were fantastic. You start with Malik Muhammad, Texas Pledge, one of the top corners in the state on three, four star. 
his pick six was a statement, Bobby. It was a statement. It was, hey, the Golden Bears are going to stay golden in 2022. They went back to back. Billy Walton, uh, he also got in the box score partially with with, with a half a safety. Uh, and they had two, as a matter of fact, in that game. The score w- was odd at different times. Um, but Billy Walton, this is a kid that averaged five tackles, one tackle for loss, and one sack per game this year. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Billy Walton was that guy that last year we saw him and, and we saw the, the, the ability, the frame, the, the potential, and he just blossomed this year. We knew Malik Muhammad was the known commodity. Billy Walton was the guy that was a little under the radar, committed to Oklahoma State earlier this year. Other schools got involved, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Ole Miss, uh, TCU, handful of schools. Then he took an official visit to Texas in June, and that changed everything. Walton looked fantastic. He, he looked great. Uh, the best part was interviewing Walton and Muhammad after the game. And I asked Malik, what, you know, what was your reaction when you found out that Anthony Hill had committed to Texas? And he said, my phone buzzed. I looked down and I just started screaming. I just started hollering in the middle of where I was because I knew it's about to get big in Austin. He was so excited about that. Uh, he, he was definitely fired up. And, you know, it's not just those two guys. They've got a, a, an outside linebacker in Brandon Jones, who I know Texas fans recognize that name. Brandon Jones, this, this kid plays sideline to sideline. I'm not sure if he's a, a Texas-type guy yet, but he's certainly a productive guy. He's a, an underclassman that makes a lot of plays. Um, he, he's probably the one that – him or Kelvion Riggins. That's another one that, that I'm a big fan of. I feel like – this is a kid. He's a 2025 linebacker who's actually got about 15 or 20 offers. He's he look. He's got a yeah. great. great I, th- I think uh, Jerry went. Jerry Hamilton went through sock earlier this year and said he wouldn't be surprised if there's 15 to 20 D1 players through their four years of classes. I yeah. You know I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a frequent visitor at South. No, well, I know I know you are no, too. No, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm just. I, no, no, I'm no, 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 no. And I'm going through them. I'm thinking through them because Coach Trailer works there, and there's not. I don't know if there's a guy in, in Texas high school football that works harder for his kids to, to give him a chance. Um, you know, we didn't even mention that they got the wild man, Jamari Colley. Right. Uh, and that's a, that's a, he plays wide receiver. He's probably an edge guy at the next level, outside linebacker. Uh, he, he has he has a great frame as well. Um, there's yeah. Yeah, Jerry's right there. They've got some guys coming through, some guys coming up. And, and that, that's the thing. And that's the beauty of Chris Gilbert and Austin. They in Texas knows about all of them. And they're in on all of them. And so uh, Javon Thomas kind of stirred up some stuff wearing his TCU gloves. Texas A&M commit actually went on an official or went took his official visit to A&M over the weekend. Uh, TCU's got some confidence there, though. They feel like they could potentially flip him. And so that's that's one to watch for, for everyone involved. But the Texas kids were the ones that put on a show. Malik Muhammad's pick six was big. I asked him. I said, when you saw that open that open space after that pick, what did you think? And he thought, touchdown. 
And so, uh, and then Billy Walton again, you know, the guy, the kid had a fantastic season. Uh, I, we, we had a story posted a couple of days ago called get to know and Billy's stats for 2024. I mean, for 2022 are ridiculous. And, and, and so I asked him, you know, you're ready to get to Austin. And he said, back, look, he knew Anthony Hill was going to commit. He's like, I, I just couldn't tell you guys. He said, but once he, he jumped in the mix, uh, now it's going to be a party. All right. Um, going on, uh, 6A Division Two. I want to go next. Uh, DeSoto kind of just overwhelmed Vandergrift at the end. Too much talent, too much speed. Uh, but they they really just ran it down their throats once they got on top uh, with a group of running backs that were as talented a group as you're going to see in high school football. They didn't have one. They had three. Uh, they beat uh, Vandergrift 42-17. Jonte Cook, the wide receiver for Texas, started the scoring for DeSoto on just a little out route or a little stop route, excuse me, uh, shook a defender, went down the sideline for seven. Uh, Trey Wisner, uh, the running back slash slot receiver, which he played a lot for uh, DeSoto in this game, uh, also caught a touchdown and, and had a good game as well. Vandergriff uh, ends a storybook season for them. Uh, but uh, your thoughts on both Cook and Wisner in this game? This was a game that I thought, you know, Vandergriff looks really good on the offensive line. They've got Clemson uh, commit Ian Reed. They've got a 2024 named Blake Frazier who needs an offer. That kid is looks legit. I thought they would have a better time controlling the line of scrimmage because DeSoto didn't have the same size as Vandegrift, especially up front. But uh, give former Texas coach Kyle Coates, he's the D.C. at DeSoto now, give him credit. His defense played outstanding against Vandegrift. They flustered that group all night long and it was led on the on defense that you know they they had a lot that i think it's an eclectic mix of talent on on defense there's some there's some d1 guys there but it's such a a team effort on that side of the ball on the offensive side they're 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 a juggernaut you're you're running the football with trey Trey weisner who had 214 total yards on 11 touches and he didn't win offensive mvp that went to Tiger Reardon, the 2025 running back, who had 188 yards rushing and three touchdowns. They, they, they came at you. Then they threw Wisner in the slot, and he went, I believe, 54 yards for, for, for a touchdown to kind of put the icing on, on that victory there. And then John Tate Cook, he had three touches, 103 yards, touchdown. He should have had two touchdowns. He'll tell you he dropped, dropped a ball in the end zone. He tried to rock the baby just a little too much woke him up um <laughs> and so but but Jonte was so excited that the, the, these guys wanted to win a title for Claude Mathis so bad Jonte made a comment if Kyler Murray was never born Claude Mathis would already have four titles uh, <laughs> I thought that was good caught up with him and his family after the game uh caught up with Wisner I said Trey you know are, are you gonna play receiver in Texas this is something this was fantastic your versatility he said no sir I, I was talking to coach choice before the game and and I can't wait to get to Austin and do big things. He moved from Waco Conley in the offseason for one reason, Bobby, win a ring. And now he's going to get it. And so, yeah, DeSoto looked good. with, with And it was a Texas flair in that first half for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, Duncanville, this was the this is the three-time, I guess it's, it's happened now three times, the biggest game of the weekend to me, uh, not taking anything away from the previous ones, but this was the 6A Division I championship. It was the culmination of a weekend of football. Uh, Duncanville and North Shore. Uh, Houston versus Dallas. 
big school versus big school, talent versus talent. Um, North Shore had beaten Duncanville, I think, twice, correct? Uh, right, uh, three times. Uh, this was like Rocky Four, except yep. nobody went to Russia. Uh, okay. Uh, Duncanville wins the game uh, after a – Duncanville had, had control of the game for most of it and was winning for most of it. Uh, but North Shore was making a late charge uh, down 28 to 21 with less than two minutes left in the game, uh, a, a minute and change. And uh, North Shore gets stopped in the red zone of Duncanville on a fourth down play by less than less than six inches, it looked like, uh, from the final measurement. And, and Duncanville gets the monkey off their back. Reginald Samples wins his first state title, beats North Shore. 28-21. You know, Duncanville North Shore 4 is what we called it. And, and you know, it, it... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Duncanville came in with so much excitement before the game. They were hyped up. They were they were getting everybody going. North Shore comes in. They don't say a word. They were walking through in the tunnel in the hallway, military style. Nobody said I, – I, all I heard was growling. Like, it, it, was, it was so intense on the field. It was more intense than all the other games combined. It was a serious series. And there's a lot on the line when you play the, you've wind up playing these guys, you know, in, in, in four state championships. You know, I, this wasn't North Shore's best team. Now, they've got talent. DB Jacoby Davis, pay attention to him. He's, he is going to be a Division I guy. You, you want to you see him more often. Um, Another guy I really liked for them was their quarterback, David Amador, who I think has got a bright future at the college level at wide receiver. He's currently committed to UTSA. But for the first time, really, probably in this series, maybe maybe compared to the first game, Duncanville had more talent. They, they had more size. They had more dogs. And, and that's what Coach Samples needed to get over that hump, was to, was to beat a really well-coached bunch. And I think that's what they did. Um, that, that they really let, you know, that Caden Durham was their guy on offense. He's the 2024 running back. He's kind of burst on the scene over the last three or four months on the recruiting scene. I think his recruitment, you're going to see that pick up a lot this off season. Um, he was fantastic. He, he's kind of the guy they leaned on most of the time. Um, DeCorian Moore, 2025 wide receiver. He's one of the top receivers in the country. And the thing I learned about him was he's a hell of a punter. He <laughs> He almost hit the dang TV. Like, and this is a track kid <laughs> playing football. Um, the Corian looked fantastic. Uh, they, they did good, but the, the 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 player of the game was Edge Rusher Colin Simmons. Texas fans, what is I his? I, 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 if you haven't seen this guy for for and didn't get a chance to see him, what is his wingspan like? Ninety? I mean, I don't. It's not. It's not. It's not Troy O'Meara wingspan, but it, it's it's his athleticism. Look, he is a direct line to the quarterback. Okay, there's no call waiting. There's no. <laughs> being on, it, it's a. 
he gets there from point A to point B as quick as anybody. And there's a reason he's one of the top edge backers in the country. And there's a reason he's got 25, 30 offers already. Five tackles, three tackles for loss, two sacks. They needed a star on defense. They, they got one. And they got one in Colin Simmons. He was fantastic. LSU looks really good there right now. Ohio State looks really good. Texas is certainly in the mix. Uh, Kadavian Dotson Walker, another kid, safety. He's got Texas in his top ten a couple of weeks ago. He had a pretty good game. Uh, Dedrick Molson, another DB, is a guy on the radar. Texas offer as well. At this point, though, you know, Duncanville got that win because they had the more talented team. They had the, the better, the bigger, better bunch. But, buddy, North – and that's how – you know, that's an earned gold medal because North Shore, you have – you can't just punch them in the mouth. Mm-hmm. You have to throw hands for four quarters because those kids are used to scrapping. They, no, they, I, they handled Westlake. And that's not something you normally see. And so give Duncanville, the Panthers, a ton of credit. It was a party last night in South Dallas, and Rashad Samples was uh, the, the, the party the party thrower. Reginald Samples. No. Oh, Rashad. Oh, Rashad, the 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 uh, now defense or Reginald is too old to be partying. Rashad's <laughs> the one that turned it up. He was on the sideline, got to catch up with him. He's now the the, the receivers coach at Arizona State. Former Texas, you know, assistant coach. He, he, he's doing fantastic, and I'm just so happy for their family. Got it. Well, congratulations to all of the state champions. Uh, ones we didn't mention that I want to mention: Franklin, Gunter, Albany, uh, Holly, or Amen. I also want to mention the the two six A state championship champions, Benjamin and Westbrook. Uh, we'll uh, finish it out with another mention of uh, a national champion, Texas Longhorn women's volleyball team. Uh, very happy for those ladies uh, and Coach we, Garrett Elliott, uh, women. Yes, uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous uh, night of our weekend, really, of sports. We also have a number of recruits on campus right now at the University of Texas. Uh, Jerry Hamilton uh, is going to be joining me tonight for a special chat uh, around 7 o'clock tonight to talk about that. Uh, but uh, for now, uh, Justin Wells, I hope you enjoyed yourself in Dallas. Get some rest. Uh, get ready to to start reporting on these guys at Inside Texas that are in for official visits this weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Justin. Ten four.